Hey sis, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Haley. I'm Emma. And we just finished doing our first guest appearance. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> on um the Girl Gods Got You podcast. It was super fun. Um, we're not sure when it'll be out, but as soon as it's out, we will link it for you guys. But yeah, it's the Saturday before Easter. We just finished doing that. We are about to prep for some guests that we're going to have on in the next few weeks. We're going to be doing a Boss Babes series of different girls our age who are business owners. Um, and we're super excited for that because our sisters and the bros are really the only guests we've had on the podcast. So we're really excited for that. So cannot wait. I'm yeah. So excited. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking just about change. Um, there's so much change going on for everyone collectively I feel like recently and also this is an episode that we wanted to talk about just like how to embrace change how to be good at it all of those things so this is something that we're gonna be talking about today so yeah yeah um Emma Um, actually did a presentation on change so (laughs) worked out it was great I was like let's do change and she's like yeah so I'm just gonna be going over the like a model of change that is taught in some behavioral health classes. So that one's more to how to cultivate change and how to embrace change and maybe just figure out where you are in the process of change. And then also I want to talk a little bit about just how to embrace unknown, unplanned change. So yeah, yeah. So we're going to be looking, I feel like I'm in class presenting this right now. I was going to say, can you send but... this in for your presentation? Like, <laughs> yeah. Here's my podcast, like and subscribe, please. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But um, we're going to be talking about the trans theoretical model of change and behavior today, which a little bit of background. The model was made by Porchaska in the 1980s. Um, it was originally designed to help make helpful lifestyle changes, so If you're wanting to, I don't know, get more fit, eat healthier, quit a certain habit or whatever, this is a good model to look at because people go through several stages before lifelong habitual change occurs, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to just go over the outline of them and then we'll go into more depth. But the stages of change are pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, and then termination, which the termination one... Um, it was kind of dropped from this model just because ideally you're going to be maintaining this change for if it's a healthy change and um, whatever till till you don't want to anymore but so they kind of just dropped that one but so the first stage in this model is pre-contemplation which essentially is just the fact with no emotional ties no like no mental knowledge or awareness of it just the fact that you probably should change at some point. Um, this is the stage in which you don't really know the consequences that your actions may have. You have no intention of changing those. You don't actually know that they're bad for you. If they are, there's little to no self-awareness of the unwanted behavior in this stage. This stage usually lasts about six months. They, they say that you can go about like six months without realizing that something is detrimental to you. Not that it's Yikes. not that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how much I agree with that, but also I 
<laughs> probably do that in my own life. Probably could be more aware of myself. <laughs> but so, I mean, obviously certain things you kind of realize sooner, but like small habits, small personality things, small yeah. thought processes, those type of things would take like a lot longer. But basically this stage is just the fact that you probably should change. The next stage is the contemplation stage there's no action in this stage it's simply the awareness of the possibility of change this is where you become more aware of the pros and cons that change would bring this is also the stage in which you're acutely aware of the sacrifices that you would need to make yeah to do the change so like if you're deciding to eat healthier you're going to be acutely aware in this stage that that means you probably shouldn't be having brownies after breakfast lunch and dinner or whatever what's important to remember to in this stage um is that there's no pressure in any of these stages to once you've reached them there's no pressure or timeline necessarily in which to act like your change is not based off of like any timeline whatsoever and so this this stage this contemplation stage you could be in for as long as you desired to but um, eventually, the, it, the goal is to just, in this stage, is to just realize the, both the benefits to change and to grow the desire to change with the knowledge that, like, the rating of old habits and um, things that we need to be done to create this change can be difficult. Yeah. The next stage is the preparation stage. Um, this is where action is intended. So the last stage, you're like, I have no intention of, act- of acting on whatever and this stage of it though it's it's the plan it's when you're you're gonna start trying to make plans to change it's not the action in itself but it is the preparation some examples of this could be like so if I'm planning to like get fit and healthier and have a healthier lifestyle one this the preparation stage would be like getting a gym membership going to the grocery store and buying healthy food or getting a cool water bottle to drink water or whatever so that's kind of what the preparation stage this this stage is known to be a little bit shorter because ideally you want to prepare and then take action which is the next stage so action is the stage in which the habit is being done so this one it's kind of it can kind of be confused with preparation because like you're like well isn't getting a gym membership isn't shopping healthier isn't obtaining a healthier like things to have a healthier lifestyle isn't that taking action and although you are going out and doing those things the action of it would be working out or making that salad for lunch or whatever and so action is the actual the actual habit that you want to happen happening a quote that I found that I liked when doing this research it said although process is active everything cannot be considered action um and to and so in this stage, it's important to be like, okay, what am I actually trying to do here? And am I in this action phase or am I still in the preparation phase of this change that I want to happen? And then the last stage is the maintenance stage. So this is similar to the action stage. Um, and it's the longest of the stages because ideally you want this change, if it's a good one, to last for a while so this stage can last anywhere from six months to five years um just depending on how much you fluctuate between 
the preparation and the action stage um, because technically maintenance is just the continued action. Um, so it's basically the the phase in which you prove to yourself that like this is my habit. This is me maintain, maintaining that but, um, positive change and stuff like that. So what I wanted to do is to remind everyone that like change doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Like obviously these stages all take months and like time, like years even to be considered a maintained change. But I also wanted to remind everyone that regression is as real as progression. And so to have grace for yourself in that too, because even even in the pre-contemplation stage and the um, contemplation stage, you can you can regress. What I wanted to say is don't rush the process of change because it does take time. And the more you rush it, the harder it is to not fall in, back into regression, if yeah. that makes sense. Like the more you can take time to understand yourself in the midst of change, all those things, the more likely you'll be able to just keep progressing even if it's a very slow incline yeah you know but yeah I think it's really okay. good just to like be able to name it because change is such a like unknown thing or like you're like okay I want to make a change or you've been forced into change whatever it is that like being able to name it I think is just really helpful yeah I agree and one of my favorite things like about this tool is that like there are behaviors or I don't know thought processes that I have that I'm like I don't like this and I thought I was getting better at this. But when I go back to this tool and I'm like, okay, I'm in this stage of it. I'm like, okay, I actually did like yeah. make progress. Even though it's like not where I want it to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's one reason I really like that. But not all change, obviously, is planned yeah. out like this. Like you're not always trying, like the change that happens in your life isn't always something that you plan to happen. Like like us, COVID yeah, not on the is agenda. Not something, yeah, that we thought we were going to be dealing with. That's why I wanted to talk about just like unplanned change as well. Yeah, I think that that model is super helpful, and I think it's like really empowering to have those stages and to, like you said, be able to identify where you are. I feel like the issue with unplanned change is that you miss like the first three steps, and then you're forced into action. But you've had no time yeah. <laughs> to adjust or prepare in any way. And you're just forced into action. And then you're forced to, like, try to maintain something that you are not at all equipped to handle, basically. Because, like, you weren't, like, contemplating it. There was no preparation. Like, you were just forced into it. And I feel like that's kind of the hard part yeah, of it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I wanted to talk about that more, too. I literally this morning was listening to a podcast by Brene Brown. It was Brene Brown on Love, NFT. just listen to that. <laughs> um it is so good and so I wanted to talk more about that because she kind of talks about just like unwanted unplanned change and like how to deal with it she for the sake of our podcast writing we're gonna call it yeah like she says (laughs) but basically it stands for terrible first times and just like how to deal with them she's like I didn't get to finish the whole podcast so hopefully you can like fill in where I've like left off but basically she says the first thing to do when you're feeling these feelings that that you don't necessarily like like for me in in COVID I kind of feel like unmotivated I don't feel any like direction or purpose really in this time of like I don't I just like don't know how to handle it and it's frustrating and so like I'm don't have a lot of patience for people or whatever and 
um, frustrated with myself that I'm not like doing better than I should, which I know we talk about that a lot. But she says the first thing to do when you're feeling this way is yeah. to name it, to like name that this is the first time that we, that you personally have ever lived through a pandemic, but also that like we collectively have ever lived through a pandemic or whatever yeah. it is that's the first time for you. Like, whether that's a new job, whether that's a promotion, whether that's a new friendship, whether that's getting into a relationship, like whatever it may be, like it goes back to, again, I know you were going to talk about this, but the change equals loss equals grief. And even if it is good change, it's still a loss of something. And so it's okay to feel those those emotions. Like it's okay to do that. And what's important to remember though, in those times is that like, is to acknowledge that this is the first time and you don't have to know totally, how to totally. do it right now. And I think, like, it's also important to acknowledge, like, we get so down on ourselves for not knowing how to handle change. But, like, in psychology, it is literally, like, having a hard time with change is an actual psychological stressor. Like, I remember we did this thing freshman year in my, like, Psych 101, and it was, like, check off things that you're experiencing in your life or whatever and just, like, moving or starting a new job or like getting a new car having car troubles like whatever all these things were like okay these are psychological stressors and you would like add points like each had a point value and you'd like add points to see like how stressed you were and it was just like kind of I don't know I don't know if that made (laughs) sense but it was just kind of affirming in that like psychology recognizes that like having trouble with change is valid and it's like a very stressful experience to be undergoing yeah yeah I agree I one quote that she said is that she said Sometimes we are afraid to name experiences because we think naming them gives them power. And the last thing we want to do when we're feeling something hard or uncomfortable is to give it power. And I totally feel that. I have the hardest time admitting when I'm not good at something the first time I'm doing it. But, like, if you take a step back and realize that, like, this is the first time you're doing it, you shouldn't be good at it. It kind of gives, like... If you name it as the first time, it gives you a little bit more grace and understanding. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it, like, I think it's empowering in a way, too, because you just, you've, like, put a name to it, and you're like, okay, I have a name for it. Now I can, like, maybe make steps towards dealing with it. Like, we're, if it's just this vague thing, then it's really scary. Yeah. Which I think can go back to, like, the stages of of change. Like, in that, once you name it, you can start in the cycle of change, you know? I think, obviously, we talk about change equals loss equals grief all the time on this podcast um I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume my professor does not listen to this podcast but if she does she's really given us a lot to talk about but like like you were saying yeah. like even if it's positive change it's still like a loss like she I remember she gave the example the first time she talked about this she gave the example of like alcoholism getting sober obviously is like a really positive change objectively but like you're still losing things in making that positive change like you're losing a coping Mm-hmm. you're probably losing a group of people or like friends that you used to spend time with like there's places you can no longer go like things like that where it's like obviously getting sober is like really positive but there's still like hard things in there that you're grieving and so I don't know just like acknowledging that I think is important and like I think for me the part that's hard about change is that like you have to let go of control and things change and I'm like a definite control freak Mm. I just like to be in control and when things change like you have to let go of that control for a little while but what she says too which is really cool is that when we name and own 
hard things and like when we name and own change it doesn't give those things yeah it gives us power which is kind of like taking back the control which is like yeah encouraging empowering in itself because it's like okay yeah we're okay but I agree and I think like um, right now in college like if you're in this stage of life you're in late high school early college or whatever that like there's just a lot of different types of change and I think sometimes we do forget to name those things like you were saying, like, I was kind of trying to think through this, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, there's a lot of changes in situations. Like, your jobs are constantly changing. Your living situation is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Like, school schedule, whatever, is constantly changing. Your relationships are also, like, usually in this state of, like, constant flux. Like, breaking up with people, starting new relationships. Um, There's, like, sh- shifts within yes. your family system. Like, if your siblings go to school, or just, like, the roles in your family change. And then, like, obviously friendships of all like changing friendship dynamics like like there's so many things that are changing and so I think it's important like you were saying to put a name to that Mm, that's good uh the next thing I wanted to talk about is like how to name those things I guess um and how to like not control but just like take back the power in the midst of so much change where we don't have control uh one thing she says that is like really good to do is to normalize it and I just like I don't know why I found this podcast like so profound but it was like I never thought like I'm in maybe it's just because like I am in a spiral let's be honest like I don't really know how to handle like what's going on in the world and like where I fit into all of that and so when she said to normalize it and to just recognize like this is new and this is like how it's supposed to feel and she's like However you're feeling towards this, that's how it's supposed to feel if it's your first time. How I feel towards what we're going through right now is totally good and valid. And so is, like, the way that you feel towards it, too. And I think that's cool because, like, we all get to go through something new and and process it in our own way. Um, She says that it's good to normalize it and say, like, this is uncomfortable because brave is uncomfortable. And to, like remember that like you are yeah. doing a hard thing by just recognizing yeah. that this is I think, a hard thing you know honestly this is, might be a little off topic but like when I go out and I do like NAMI presentations about like everything I've gone through with anxiety like that's one of the things that like for me was the most helpful was like first of all naming it being like because I feel like in the beginning I was like oh like I'm fine like I'm you know I'm just having a hard time right now but then I was like okay here's a name for it and here's how I feel about it. And it is a hard thing. And I don't know how to navigate this. It was like, okay, well, then now what are the steps I can take? Like, yeah, I don't know. I can see that in my own experience, just even with like, okay, like, yeah, I have anxiety. Okay, there we go. We've named it. Okay, I've obviously never dealt with this before. I don't know how to navigate like therapy. I don't know how to navigate medication. I don't know how to navigate like so many things that I used to be able to navigate quote-unquote perfectly normally you know and it was like okay like obviously that is hard and like I'm gonna experience it in a totally different way than like someone else might experience it and like that's okay and I feel like that was an important part in like my process and so that just I don't know I feel like I can see that tangible example yeah no I love that that's awesome and I think too it like like you have a good perspective on it like you realize that like this season of like change isn't permanent and like I know we were talking about this like a little bit a couple days ago with like your promotioner 
stuff like that it's like just because it's new doesn't mean like, yeah that you suck at it or whatever like this season of newness and like not knowing how to do all these things and not knowing how it looks specifically with all this change going on yeah doesn't mean it's gonna last forever and I think that you do a really good job of like Thanks. Having that perspective. Yeah, I think, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think just realizing that discomfort doesn't last forever and, like, looking back at, like, all the things in our lives where we've been uncomfortable. Like, for example, starting college. Obviously, that's something we've talked about on here. Like, in the moment, it felt like that it was going to last forever. And it's like, now we can look back and be like, yeah, it felt like that, but that discomfort didn't last forever. And we adjusted, and now we're, like, so happy with yeah. what that experience has been. Yeah. Seriously. Um, the last thing she says to do when naming your terrible first time is to take a reality mm, check yes. on your expectations, which I think just goes back to that perspective. Like you're yeah. not supposed to be the best at it the first time you do it, you know, and you're not supposed to feel 100% confident in it the first time you do it. But because you're doing it, yeah. it means that you're growing as a person. You know what I'm saying? She she talks a lot about this, but um. I also just I love do too. Brene Brown, so really sorry that I'm no, like I love her. her, but <laughs> she says that if you're not pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, you're not growing. So we should be experiencing new things all the time, even though they suck. Like, yeah. we don't like to not be good at stuff. Like, that is what, like, hallmarks a season of change and, like, even though you don't feel like you're doing it well, like just the fact that you're doing it, yeah, totally, means that you're doing it well, you know, so, like not let yourself be caught up in like this is what it should look like, this is what I yeah. wish it would look like, or whatever. Which I've learned like through the podcast, even and yeah, I think all of that, but that like you know, in um, like development or maybe I don't know, I don't know where we talked about this, but there's like fixed mindset and growth mindset, like in it's like child development mm-hmm, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like they're like kids that have a fixed mindset or like okay this is it like this is what it is like I'm not gonna get better than this I don't have the capacity to grow then growth mindset is like okay like yeah I'm gonna fail at this Mm -hmm. and then I'll try again and like I'll learn from it and I've like talked to my mom a lot about this and she was like when you were a kid you were definitely more of like a fixed mindset kid which is like so interesting to me and I don't know it just like reminds me of that like that it is like that mindset and it's like okay shifting it to like this growth mindset and I think that comes with like letting go of expectations like you were saying I don't know if that related but yeah I just had to do a DQ on that and no my I think it does yeah we're seriously. learning a lot in quarantine no I really like that and and like honestly that's kind of an intentional choice I feel yeah. like to not be in that fixed mindset um and to be in that yeah growth mindset is like yeah also a choice I don't know I feel like maybe the fixed mindset also yeah. can be just like a coping mechanism especially right, right. change when you're just like clinging to what you yeah. know because you don't know what else is happening but let's just choose to grow and continue to like yeah do our best yeah something that's hard about like change in general is just that like as humans I feel like we want this like perfect closure in like whatever maybe like whatever stage of life we're in mm-hmm. or like I don't know. We just like want this perfect closure. And a lot of the time, like change doesn't bring the closure that we think it will. Like we talked about this when we were talking about breakups, mm-hmm. like closure is kind of a myth and that like that's something that happen has to happen like inside of you, not like it can't be like dependent on like outside circumstances. And like obviously we've learned that a lot in the last month. Like we didn't get the closure on our college experience that we thought yeah. we would get. 
Um, and so that closure now has to come from like us, like inside of us. It's we're not going to get that like external experience of closure that we thought we were going to get. Um, and I think like that is another reason why yeah. unplanned change is like especially hard because there is like no opportunity for closure. Like you're forced into that action stage without like any closure on any previous stages. And yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it can be very like messy. And I think we just, as humans, we like struggle with that concept. I agree. I am proud of us though. Like we're stepping into just the action preparation. stage with almost no preparation yeah. in so many areas. And we're still choosing to like embrace them and to do our best in them and to live in like, yeah. that open mindset yeah it's hard though best we can but what do you feel like like for you what are helpful tips for you personally in like handling change like you obviously talked about the model and like applying it to your life like how do you feel like you handle change in like a healthy way how are you learning to do that because obviously we're both learning about that yeah to handle change I think it's really beneficial for me to realize that I seriously don't have control And so the unexpected can be planned for, but truly it is the only thing that's for sure. Like the unexpected is the only thing that we can count on happening, you know? And so when I take a step back and just remember that, I'm like, okay, I was, I was like living in a very closed mindset of like, this is how things should be. This is how blah, blah, blah. And, but when I take a step back and I realize that like, but in reality, the only thing that's sure is the unexpected it kind of brings me back to like yeah just peace I think knowing it, that like actually we, that it takes the pressure point, off of us know? I feel like in a way um yeah I agree so that's one way I handle change another handle way I handle mm-hmm. change is verbally processing which I've been bad at over these past few weeks just because like I had like one person say to me I'm not good like you're not good at handling change and I'm like about to under like that was before this all happened and I was like I'm about to undergo yeah. like the biggest change of my life like I'm about to become an adult and I want to do that well and so I think yeah just coming out of a place of like shame almost was like I'm not gonna like I'm just gonna yeah. handle this and do this as best I can and yeah like not tell anybody if I'm struggling or not because it's like I want to be perceived as good as it which right comes from the three like the achiever in me but I think these past two weeks yeah. there's been so much change that I can't not like process through my words whether that's like journaling whether that's just like praying out loud whether that's talking to friends or whatever like I need I need that and I know I need that and so to like think anything different was dumb but I'm grateful that this season has like brought that out because I was definitely closed yeah I think it is like really important to be able to like have people you can talk to about that stuff and who will like affirm that it's hard honestly like the other day when I was talking to you about like whatever the new position that I'm in at work or whatever you were like yeah like it is hard and like maybe you are making mistakes but like you're learning and and it's okay and I'm sure you're doing better than you think you are and just like someone to affirm like yeah this is hard and it's new I think it's really helpful because that takes away the shame of like hey I'm having a hard time and it's like well yeah you're having a hard time it's a hard thing like it's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of the situation. Yeah, yeah 100%. The first thing I wrote, what about which you? is what a big me thing, is feel the messy feelings. Um, big advocate for that. So just like 
in the beginning, mm-hmm. letting yourself like process how you're feeling and um, kind of like all the ragged edges of not having closure or whatever. And then I think like accepting things or situations as they are kind of like what you were saying, um, like not projecting your expectations of what you want things to be or like comparing it to the past or things like that, just like letting go of that. And I think too, focusing on what is in your power, which like you talked about that with naming it and then you can take take steps forward. Like we can't necessarily control the outcomes or manipulate circumstances in our life, like because we do have so little control, but we do have a choice in like the effort that we're putting in and like our responses. And we have to recognize what's realistic in that, I think. Like recognize what is in your control, put effort into that, but like keep your expectations realistic on on what you can and can't do in this time of change and then I don't know the last thing I wrote was just a quote that I sent you last night um it's by rainbow salt on Instagram I literally love her um this is she didn't like write this this is just a literal law of (laughs) physics it's the law of conservation of energy if I remember my physics correctly um when I read that I was like okay, I remember this from physics. I know I like barely passed the class because of a really hard curve, but like, I remember this. (laughs) Yeah, just so it's the concept that energy can't be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. And I think that's like, I don't know if this is even going to relate, but I just thought that was so cool when I read it last night and like brought me peace just because like so many things in our life and our life can feel like an end, like something has been destroyed. Like, I feel like that's what endings feel like is like, it's like the Mm -hmm. destruction of something. But, like, in reality, in our life, we're in this constant state Mm -hmm. of, like, evolution and transformation. And that's something that's, like, so beautiful. Um, And I just felt like that literal law of physics just put a name to it. And I really liked it. And I wrote it in my journal last night. So, yeah, (laughs) if you like it, take it. If you don't, take it with a grain of salt. But I really liked it. So I really like it, too. For me, the way I took it, too, was, like, the nervous energy that I have can't be created or destroyed. So, like, why don't I just send it somewhere, (laughs) somewhere else? You know what I'm saying? Or, like, things like that. Like, also, it's just, like, allows yeah. you to kind of have more power yeah. even over those feelings yeah. you have. But I hope this helped you guys be able to cultivate beneficial change in your life, but then also handle unexpected change. No, I think I it's super I actually, interesting. I like yeah. learning about this stuff, so yeah. I found it interesting. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. But, so, we yeah. love a scholar. <laughs> uh, like we said, next week we'll have some guests, which we're really excited about. We're pumped. <laughs> but you guys know you can wait. follow along on our Instagram yeah. at the Hastes Podcast. Um, leave us a rating and review on the Apple App Store. Not App Store. What is it called? Apple Podcast App. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, tag us and share on your stories. We really appreciate <laughs> when you guys do that. Um, we hope that you're all doing well in this time. We know like a lot of things are up in the air and a lot of things are changing. So if nothing else, we hope you guys just know that you're not alone and how you're feeling and that it's hard. And yeah, so we are sending you, yeah, you're doing great. We're sending you a virtual hug as always. We will see you next week. Emma, do you just want to say bye sis? Also, I've never called you Emma in my entire life. That was weird. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bye sis.